before you hand over your credit card, here's a few things to consider before investing in DEI training. First and foremost, point number one, why are you doing it? I can't stress this enough. Before investing money and time, energy, and resources in any type of training, be it DEI or anything else for that matter, start with knowing the why. Why are you doing this in the first place? Welcome to the Intersection Podcast, a community dedicated to dismantling the systems and structures that hold back women and people of color in the workplace. The Intersection was born from my desire to create a community where socially conscious leaders can learn, grow, and challenge their thinking as it relates to equity, inclusion, and justice in the workplace. I tackle topics from debunking professionalism to white supremacy culture and everything in between. No topic is left untouched. I'm your host, Nancy Harris, and here's today's show. Hello, we are back once again with another edition of What's On Your Mind, which is a new series on the Intersection Podcast where I explore all your questions related to DEIJ, diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice in the workplace. And I've actually had this question come up a bit, and I was recently having a conversation with a potential client. And he was sharing all the different types of DEI training the organization had done over the past few years. So everything from the fundamentals of DEI to unconscious bias training. And he was just perplexed that very little had changed in the organization. So as part of my discovery, I just asked him, what changes were you looking for? And there was a little bit of a pause and he said, you know, I'm not really sure. And, you know, I don't fault him at all. This is not a blame and shame. But oftentimes when we invest in training, we're not really sure why it is that we're doing it or what changes we're looking for. So before you invest in training, Before you hand over your credit card, here's a few things to consider before investing in DEI training. First and foremost, point number one, why are you doing it? I can't stress this enough. Before investing money and time, energy, and resources in any type of training, be it DEI or anything else for that matter, Start with knowing the why. Why are you doing this in the first place? Why, why, why? Let's get really, really honest. Sometimes training is in response to an external event. For example, I can recall a time, I can actually recall probably many times that this has happened, but a specific time that I can recall when I was working as a human resources leader within a company, and there was a sexual harassment claim. Beyond a claim, it was a huge incident that happened within the organization. And as a result of that, that external event, training was developed. 
Was that one training going to be enough to change the culture? No. And we'll get into that in my latter point. But the why was clear. There was an incident that occurred and that resulted in the development of the training. It was the reaction versus being proactive. And I think most of us can attest to the fact that that's what happened three years ago with the death of George Floyd. There was Black Lives Matter. There was the death of George Floyd. We were in the throes of the pandemic. And as a result of that, a lot of organizations said, ooh, we need some type of training. So there was a flurry of activity, a flurry of training, and fast forward almost, well, it's about three years later, and I'm talking to a lots of my colleagues, I'm talking to a lots of folks within organizations, and they're saying very little has changed. And I would say a lot of that has to do with there was no why, or the why was in response to something external. So let's just be really real that this often happens. There's an event, usually something negative, that triggers the desire for training. And so also, let's stop being surprised that very little change happens as a result of the training. It hasn't changed because we have not been intentional about why we're doing the training and what changes we want to see. And that leads me to my second point. My second question is to ask yourself, what change do you want to see? And I'm actually going to put an asterisk by that because it's what change do you want to see in yourself? And then also what changes do you want to see within the organization? And what are some systemic changes that you want to see? If you're going to invest in training, again, it's not just money. It's also time. It's also resources. Ask yourself, what change or changes do you want to see as a result of it? You might say, we want greater awareness. And that's always a good starting point. But before investing thousands of dollars, I would challenge you to think of other ways that you can bring awareness to the topics around DEI that are much more cost-effective. A few organizations I've worked with started with book clubs and others have set aside time each month to review and discuss the learnings from those books or articles or resources that they've set aside. So again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with training for the sake of awareness, but again, it's a very expensive way to invest your dollars And I think there's some more effective ways in which you can do that. And I want to share a really powerful example of how you can actually utilize training to create some systemic changes within your organization. So I recently had the opportunity to work with a client on a DEI training. And before we even started, I asked the question, what do you want to change? And the organization slowed down, got really intentional, and the leader said, you know, we want to create more psychological safety. 
We want to have more accountability and we want to have more transparent communication around what our employees can do if they experience a microaggression, if they experience something that might be harmful for them. We want them to be able to know where it is that they can go. So we started from that standpoint, what they wanted to change. And after several months, developed a new policy, developed some really specific accountability measures to support the changes, and also got really clear on some of the roles and responsibilities and how they would continue to help support those changes. The training was more of, I call it, the icing on the cake. So by the time we got around to actually holding and sharing this information, these training sessions with the broader staff, it was really to bring awareness about the new policy and the resources to support the systemic changes that the organization wanted to make. Was this the fastest approach to training? No, (laughs) it took us quite a bit of time, several months. It took intention and it also took commitment on behalf of the leaders within the organization to bring about this type of change. Will it be sustainable change? I don't know. We just are wrapping everything up. It's a little bit too soon to tell, but I believe it will. And if you want to hear a little bit more in detail about this, I would love to be able to bring on my client to really have us talk through the approach that we took as well, because I think sharing that would be really beneficial for those of you who are listening in. So in summary, I don't want anyone to think that I am bashing training, that, you know, just let's get rid of training. It's not any good. That's not what the intention of this is. It's really my desire to help you see that training can be used in a way that can transform and not simply be this check the box exercise that unfortunately it often falls into. So a few things to take away from the conversation today is first of all, to ask yourself, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this training? Secondly, ask yourself, what changes? And what changes do you wanna see systemically from policies, roles, accountability? What systemic changes do you want to see? And then also, What behaviors do you want to see change? What do you want to see people doing differently? And then I'd also have you ask yourself that question. What behavior changes do you want to see within your own self? So thank you for listening to this episode of What's On Your Mind as part of the Intersection podcast. And I also want to say that if you have any burning questions as it relates to DEIJ. There's a few ways that you can get in contact. You could email info at restartconsult.com with any questions that you may have related to DEIJ. And then you can also, using that same email, sign up to be part of our monthly DEI deep dives. And that really is a safe space to bring all your questions and some of your innovative ideas as well too, as it relates to building equitable and just workplaces. Thank you once again, and have a wonderful evening, day, 
or afternoon, wherever you may be in the world. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Intersection Podcast. We're looking to build a community of disruptors. So if you want to help support that mission, you can share this episode with someone you think will find it valuable or leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform.